0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Always To There Are, a Star Wars discussion podcast. I'm Josiah, here with my co-host, Stephen.
1: <gasps> oh, it's good to be back in the studio. It's great to be
0: back in the studio. It's been, what, solid week and a half?
1: Week and a half since we last recorded, yes. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, apologize for the trouble with our last episode, with it not releasing on Spotify the day of release. Um... We don't know what happened. It wasn't the last it was the episode before the last one. Well, I apologize for getting it wrong. Even then.
1: Um yeah, I don't know. All I it that was weird. Uh all it took though was just to update.
0: Yeah, we didn't know what happened. Um yeah. Anyway, yeah, just to go I had just to go click update and then it was suddenly on Spotify. Well, oh well, that's good. Um yeah, this week we are talking about Rogue One: A Star Wars Story. It is the one, two, three, fifth canonical.
1: Four? No, it's the.
0: It's after Solo. It's the fourth.
1: I guess if it's after, if you're counting Solo, then yeah, it's the fifth canonical.
0: Of all eleven films, it not is canonic, the fifth canonical, chronological. Fifth That's chronological. chronological. But it is it the 7th by release order. Nope. It is the 8th. Came out after Force Awakens. We have Force Awakens, Rogue right. One, Last Jedi, You're Solo, right. You're
1: right. Rise. And then that means it's the ninth if you want to include the holiday special. Mm, which no. technically was a feature length film. Was it actually? Yeah. It was just done in the style of a variety show from like the 50s and 60s.
0: This is where the theme music goes. (laughs) (laughs) Which is what made it a bad movie. There's going to be a long pause. (laughs) So, Stephen. Creaky chair, Stephen. Duh. Dad? Duh. Pa? Duh.
1: What? <laughs> so, sorry, the, the creaking chair is just like, it's in the background just ever so slightly. You,
0: uh, what is your favorite line from Star Wars Rogue One, a Star Wars Rogue Story One? What? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm going to pretend I understood what you just said there. Um, I actually haven't seen the movie in a long time, so I can't well, quote off the top of my head just to... though I will say I'm a big fan of anything K2SO says yeah I don't know I just I'm a big Alan Tudyk fan valid and and that mostly stems from Firefly which is a fantastic show if you haven't seen it
0: is that the new one?
1: no that the new one with him is the it's also sci-fi what's it called? I don't remember, but it's That's he's a an, weird name for a show. He's an yeah, he's an alien and hiding in Colorado somewhere in the mountains. But um I don't know, just the way he as an actor delivers K2SO's lines makes them very enjoyable and makes his role throughout the whole movie very enjoyable. Um I don't know, probably out of all of his lines it's either the real emotional one at the very end when he bites the dust uh or it's the one where he he's quoting I can't remember he's quoting uh Cassian or Jin but then he like looks at Cassian I think it was Cassian he's like that's how you said it just like that
0: And I, I remember I remember that I, remember I really that.
1: enjoy that line cuz it's it just it, <laughs> It really, like, sums up K2SO's personality.
0: It's very grounded, Rogue One. And so, and it's it's a lot darker and more drab than the other uh, Star Wars movies. And so, finding those, like, it's one of the funnier ones. It because is, you but have, it's not, like. You have, um, oh, no, I forgot his name. Hitman. Chiro. Nope. Oh, the actor's name? I I got it. I got it. Donnie Yen. Yeah. You have Donnie, Donnie Yen, Yen, who is just amazing actor, hilarious in every in every like he's 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 the character that is funny, but he's like cheeky funny. Yes. Like he's not like a haha funny. It's like a ah, I see what you did there and Yeah. He's great. You have K2SO who's it's it's one of those it's noty like it's not a comedy, but there are a lot of comedic moments that yes. are more like situational and they're very They're well very done. more real.
1: And they don't take away from the yeah. the tone and seriousness of any given situation. And that's actually what I really like about the comedy in Rogue, Rogue One is that it's it feels kind of like Marvel humor without like Marvel used to yeah, but without the the more modern marvelized humor where it's yeah. just like every single scene has to have some very witty sarcastic comment. I actually watched the and this is more of a comment on that style of humor in movies. I watched the um the new Tom Holland movie on Netflix Uncharted.
0: It's on Netflix? Uh huh.
1: I think it's a Netflix film. It's not. Is it not? Then I guess the Sony just... film. Oh, you're right because it's off the games. Um, but I just, the humor in that was very, like Spider Man.
0: Well, it's also Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg who have specific brands of humor.
1: Yeah, I would say Tom Holland is getting stereo. He's getting typecast uh, into this that's... kind of humor, and I think it's because he knocks Spider Man out of the park so well.
0: That's kind of valid, but also like Mark Wahlberg. I think took the lead on a lot of those humorous moments because he has a very specific comedy style he in does. his movies and yeah like Tom Holland is like the the young guy that the kind of clueless like Mark Wahlberg is the like why is this happening kind of funny and Tom Holland is the the trips <laughs> over a it's gonna say a crack on the ground and it's like ah oh, ha ha you you tripped yeah, he's like. The, the, the oh my God! You
1: have a metal arm. That's so cool. Just like kinda the
0: humor. like, the that stupid, not immature. Yeah. You know what I'm saying.
1: I almost want to say I almost want to say slapstick. But yeah, not, in a way, in a it's way, It's not quite slapstick because it's not slapstick at its, it's like core. Light is tapstick? Sure, light tap. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, because it, it's not quite three stooge
0: humor. But it has that kind of feel to it for me. Ladies and gentlemen, that was our hardest tangent in a very long time. It was. But like um, I said, it, so this So back to more... our Marvel comedy podcast.
1: <laughs> this was more comment on the style of comedy. Yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. glad that Rogue One can have that comedy without it being that comedy.
0: Yeah, it was a... The comedy is not from bits. Yeah, It is from... Like in, in Force Awakens, a really good example is the like stop holding my hand. That's a bit. Yeah. Like they they, they build up to it by him grabbing her hand multiple times, and she's like, Stop grabbing my hand. It's funny. But it's a it's it's a, like bit based comedy that has to be done well to be like you wanna go back and watch it kind of funny. Yeah. Rogue one is more just a like the the movie is so perilous that anything lighthearted comes off as funny. And that's enough. Yeah, I th- it doesn't, I think need, be a fair it doesn't interpretation. need Jokes. It just needs a really snarky robot and a really <laughs> down to earth blind guy. That's definitely a Jedi. Yeah, I wouldn't be
1: surprised if Chiro's a Jedi.
0: Um, so we'll we'll we need to get into some general discussion topics. Because this is one that has sparked a lot of conversation, and we have a, I think we have a few topics we need to hit. Probably. Anyway, um back to favorite so, lines. What about you? Um mine stand out? You have a hole in your right armpit. Yes, I reassured. know. Okay, cool. I'll probably forget to cut that out just to let you know and I'm sorry. My favorite line I think it might be Don't choke on your aspirations. <laughs> I was
1: just gonna say after he I was just thinking, okay. After he gives me his favorite line, I'm going to ask him, so what's the worst line in this movie? Because <laughs> it is absolutely that line.
0: I like it.
1: I, it's just, it's so campy. And when it comes to Star Wars camp, it has to be Ian McDermott or no one.
0: I mean, you have Ben Mendelsohn on screen, and so campy's kind of your only bet. <laughs> Sorry Ben Mendelssohn, but... The man does not play a good villain. I don't know why he keeps getting typecast as the villain, but he is not good at it.
1: He does seem very uh, spineless as a villain. He
0: he plays a good guy really well. Uh, Captain Marvel is definitely my favorite performance from him. Um, but he, I hate him as a villain. Um, also, just like Darth Vader in this movie, is pretty great. Like, pretty great in this movie. You don't see him a lot, but when you do, it's like... Especially now after Kenobi, now that I'm like a full on fan of Darth Vader, like this movie has definitely hopped up in the ranks a little bit because Darth Vader's presence and so Yeah, I mean it's campy, it's cheesy, but anyone who listened to this podcast for a long time knows that I'm a fan of campy and cheesy, so
1: Dude, I'm a big fan of Ian McDermott's campy.
0: No, no, you have lost.
1: Everything about that entire scene is gold.
0: Uh, any more? Oh, I'm, honorable mentions for lines. Um, I'm i one with the force, and the force is with me. It is good. It's very iconic. That was our. He should have pulled out a lightsaber moment. I wanted a. I wanted a Canon Jarrus moment right there. You know,
1: and honestly, I what I love about that line and that mantra is that they are they're adding in other sayings. And kind of like little cultural tidbits of the Jedi. Yeah. Beyond just, may the force be with you. Because, I mean, like, while that's nice and it's classic, you got to think there's got to be other things that they say beyond just, may the force be with you. And because when you think about anything else in the real world, we all have multiple sayings and multiple mantras that we... Tend to quote or live our lives by, etc. So, I really appreciate that they're adding to it, and they're not—they're—they're they're branching away from just the tried and true because that's just what was in the first movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I really love that scene. Period. Um, just getting to see—is it Chirrut? I think it's C C H I R R U T.
1: I think so. I think it's Chirrut. Um, What's his friend's name?
0: Chirrut's friend. That's how he appears in the credits. I don't know what you want from me. Okay. That's definitely um, not. He has no. a name. <sighs> I just forget it. Um, Forrest Gump. I mean, Forrest Whitaker. I mean, Saw Guerrero. I mean, Saw Gutierrez. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. F-
1: well, okay, first. Second. What do you think of that casting?
0: Which one? Forrest Whitaker. So I didn't really have a concept for who Sagarera was when.
1: It was Discount George Lucas.
0: <sighs> the, hey. the nice one? Yeah. Not the hip one or the mean
1: one? There's a mean one? I think so. There's just. There's Discount George Lucas. Then there's Hipster Discount George Lucas. And then there was the third one who is just kind of like hasn't spoken to us, Discount George Lucas.
0: And therefore is mean. Okay. My mama taught me if someone doesn't talk to you, it's because they're mean. There's a lot of George Lucas look-alikes at this studio. It's a library. It's a library. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry to Where? burst your suspension of disbelief. It's a library. Well,
1: all of you already knew that except for Washington. so And Russia. Whoever listens to us in Russia doesn't like once a month like clockwork.
0: Hey, hey yo. Hit us up. We'll 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 plug the email at the end of the episode. We uh. also got one from T- T- Togo. What? We got one from an a- some small African country.
1: Are you serious, When? Yeah.
0: Uh, a couple, like a week ago. I think it was Togo.
1: I've been waiting for a view from Africa. Why? Just cuz it's another continent.
0: That's valid.
1: Because right now we We're have... In
0: three continents.
1: We have North America. We have Asia. And we have Europe. Because we got a view from Finland like two months ago. I... And now Africa.
0: That's wild. That's so wild. Now we need... Did we get one from Australia? Not yet. My brother knows people in Australia. I'll hit We need off. one in
1: Australia... We need some board researcher in Antarctica. <laughs> and we a need a very bored researcher we in need, Antarctica. We need somebody in South America. South America. And let's be honest, Greenland Greenland should be its own continent.
0: It's I big might enough. be able to use my, my VPN to listen from each of those don't, places. Don't freaking cheat it. <laughs> don't cheat it. You didn't hear that. Anyway, um yeah, there's a lot of old guys that work here. And they look like George they really do. <laughs> one of them looks like George Lucas with a man bun. One of them looks like George, George Lucas, Lucas's brother-in-law.
1: Yeah, one is just it
0: looks like one George looks Lucas, like George Lucas who thin. knows how to trim his beard. Because good night, George Lucas needs to get a hairdresser. How guy. many more
1: times can you say George Lucas?
0: George Lucas. I, that's all I got in me. Okay. Um, no, yeah, I love, I love it I love, uh, for those of you thinking, oh, that, that was a really hard edit. It wasn't, that was just our natural live recording voices.
1: Yep. Anyways, back to the original question, what do you think of
0: the casting of Forrest Whitaker? Um, right, that was the original question. Um, so when I watched Rogue One, I had watched all the way through Clone Wars, I had not watched Rebels, and I saw Guerrero was just that guy from... A couple episodes of Clone Wars one time a long time ago, yeah. Right, he was just one of those side characters that never really came up, um, and so I didn't, I didn't have any. I was just like, oh, this new character Saw Gerrera, and then I watched Clone Wars and I was like, oh wait, that's Saw, and then I watched Rebels and I'm like, oh wait, that's Saw, and then I played Fallen Order and I'm like, oh wait, that's Saw, and I was like, oh, they're trying to make this like a really big character. I mean, he kind of is, I think, um, because and and. He is... he is in Rebels. He is in Rebels.
1: And he's a he's a good character to make into a big a big character because mm. he's the vessel to show the different facets of the rebellion. Yep. Yeah. You have Monmatha's facet, which is very moral and ethical, and is the good guys. They're the classical good guys that play by a rule book and a code. Whereas you have Sagarera who's like A good guy, but the the end goal of defeating the Empire is the most important thing. And if you have to abandon some of your ethics or morals to get to there, then so be it. Yeah. He's very much the, I will sacrifice myself uh, for the greater good. Which brings me back to Firefly. There's a character... And this is just one line that he says. It's in the movie Serenity. He's a uh, the main villain, and one of his lines is, he he's talking to uh, Nathan Fillion's character, Malcolm Reynolds, and they're going back and forth. And he's and Malcolm and Nathan Fillion's like, oh, and you kind of mirroring Vader and Obi Wan's conversation on Mustafar, where Vader's like, my new empire. And in Serenity, Malcolm Reynolds like, oh yeah, and you're gonna make your alliance a better place for you to be in. And his and and the villain is just like, oh no no, I know I'm a monster, and I know that there will be no place for me in the alliance once it's the best it can be. So I'm essentially the implication, at least for me, that I always got out of it was once I achieved all my goals in making the state as best as it can be. I'm going to disappear myself. I have no place there because I'm a monster and I know that. So I'm going to get rid of myself essentially. And that's kind of Saw Gerrera in the sense that he's willing to go down that path to where once the rebellion takes back over, the Republic is reinstated, then he will disappear into the fringes of the galaxy and just be gone.
0: Wow. Thank so. you for coming to Steven's TED Talk. Um, we'll be back next week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now that's a bit. Yep. Referring to our podcast as everything but a Star Wars one.
0: Yep. Anyway. Um, yeah, that is all great. Uh, any other lines worth mentioning? No, I don't think so. Just want to apologize to our listeners that are screaming lines into their radios, because you listen to podcasts on radios. Um, <laughs> as we're skipping over a bunch of great, memorable lines from the movie, Now of us have seen it in a while, so it's really just like the real big ones that stick in our heads.
1: Yeah. And I, like, I can't quote them exactly. I just kind of have the gist of them. Yeah. But that's okay. I've been planning on rewatching this movie.
0: We should have done that before we recorded this episode Oh well. (laughs) I'll never admit to that. I Uh, definitely watched uh, it this morning. uh, (laughs) All right. Um, Steven, who is your favorite character in Star Wars Rogue One, A Star Rogue One, Story One Rogue?
1: Is that me? Did you hear that? I did. Was that you? I don't think so, cause my phone's like buried in my backpack. Nope, it wasn't me. It was all you, buddy.
0: It wasn't me. My phone's not too much disturbed. That uh, must have
1: been a a neighboring. It must have been room. Cause if their phone's on their table and the tables are all connected to the wall, but
0: yeah, 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 that's how sound works. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. Hi, yeah. Who is that? the uncle from Jackie Chan Adventures.
1: No, that's ya, also known as Uncle Roger. No, the yeah ya 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 is the um the mad scientist who created the the Uber plague in uh, in in the Gungan swamp.
0: So anyway, Steven, <laughs> who's your favorite character in Star Wars Rogue, you know Rogue I'm One? Right.
1: My favorite character. Oh, goodness. You know,
0: can, well, I, I do can I guess? Guess. I'm going to guess that it's K2SO. It's not. I was wrong.
1: It actually is. I just don't want to give him the satisfaction. Valid? Continue. Um, actually, my favorite character is probably in terms of development. My favorite character is probably Jin Erso. Because she really does go from she really couldn't care less. She just wants to survive in this world. She's kind of given up any hope. Her mom is dead. Her dad is gone. And the man who ended up raising her ditched her. So she's 100% in it for herself. Survive at any cost. And uh, don't get involved. And by the end of it, she uh, sacrifices her life to get it done and to ensure that the, the, the rebels have everything they need to defeat the Empire. So, I mean, the, the journey that she goes on, I think, is a really good one. And what I, I think what I really like about it is that none of it is rooted in, like, some past drama or trauma. It's all in the moment. Things that are happening to her right here and right now are the things that are changing her as a person and as a character. It's not, oh, she sat there and then she reflected on something from her past. and It's just like, oh, I don't like that. I'm going to change. And so her transformation throughout the movie feels real because you can you can tie each moment of her ch- each change to specific moments in the movie so
0: yeah that's great i'm dad really <laughs> um yeah i think jins all right i got to go with my boy cheer for favorite character
1: he's pretty good
0: he was just like going into it i saw a blind guy and i was like oh he's definitely a jedi because like donnie yen like if you know if you know who donnie is he is uh he's most well known for playing it man in the it man series um there's four of them right i think there's five really Mm -hmm. there's there's four mainline and there's one uh prequel oh okay um where but it man's not in that one No, but... uh, So, like, I knew, like, Donnie Yen is this, like, martial arts master. Like, so, like, they've got to have him playing Jedi, right? And so... Was I disappointed that we didn't get to see him with a lightsaber? Yes. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you got for him? I I just... I love Donnie Yen, and therefore I love his character. Um, Yeah, he's funny he's he's like the wise down to earth one he's he's kind of like the party druid he um, is he is the druid or maybe cleric he's pretty druid like i don't know if i like if anything he's a bard no he's a druid well
1: the reason i say that is cuz he's always the one who's doing something to inspire
0: you always bring the mechanics too much into these conversations because that's, the mechanics are literally what makes the class. No, the, the who you are makes your class.
1: No, 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 because the druid's shapeshift or cast nature magic. Chirit definitely does not shapeshift.
0: But he has the vibe of a druid. I was
1: going you say but he has the shapeshifting staff he, gun he, thing. He he's a he he vibes like a druid. He does. Or he could be a monk. I mean, he actually is a monk, That's but... That's racist.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. Uh yeah. I love Chir- Chir- Um Honorable mentions. Kind of got to give a shout-out to the whole crew, right? Just... I mean,
1: there are, like, no bad characters in this movie.
0: Except Darth Vader. No, nope, except director Krennic. The first one was a joke. This is being serious. Krennic sucks.
1: Yeah... Like I said earlier, he comes off as a spineless villain. Though he is the only one at Scarif who had the wherewithal to be like, "What are you guys doing? Rally the garrison." So, we've got to give some credit where credit's due.
0: No, no he, credit is due. He's a terrible villain. He had a he I had agree.
1: a moment of intelligence. Uh and then he ate a Death Star blast.
0: <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> I I can't stand Director critic, it's one of his worst performances, right up there with Rogue One, not Rogue One, Ready Player One. <laughs> oh, he was movies in that, movie. that start with an R and end with one are just not his cup of tea. <laughs> that,
1: yeah. Oh man, did you read the book for Ready Player One? I did. The book was so much better. I
0: mean, valid. I think I think it was still an enjoyable movie. It was an enjoyable movie. It was movie. the only movie to ever make a fetch quest entertaining.
1: Yeah, but they. They did skip a lot
0: I mean they had to the move the book is definitely a like the book itself is a three movie series. No it's not but it's not it's not written like that it's just that long there's that much content in it. I don't remember it being that long it's a pretty it's a pretty substantial book It's like 200 pages you're you're not remembering it correctly it is a pretty substantial book. It is Ready Player 1 is a is a significant read. I'm going to pull hold up. I'll pull it up on Audible, see what it the... is. No, no, no.
1: Ready Player 1 to me a significant read is The Wheel of Time, which are like 800 page books.
0: A 15-hour Audible. That's significant.
1: That that's like 200 300 pages.
0: Hold on. At most. Hold on. What's the first Wheel of Time?
1: First Wheel of Time is called Wheel of Time.
0: Well, it's not coming up. Is it Eye of the World?
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, it is Eye of the World.
0: Okay. So, Eye of the World is 30 hours. And that was one of the smaller books. That's too much. (laughs) That's like the Bible.
1: (laughs) Yeah, 41 have, hours? Eye of the World might actually be the smallest book. No, the great, And it's a
0: 14 book series. The Great Hunt is the is smallest so far at 26. The longest one, oh, 24 for The Dragon Reborn. A Crown of Swords is 41 hours. Josiah? Nope, a Shadow Rising is. Nope.
1: J- Josiah? Lord of Chaos is 41 hours. Chapter 37 of the final book of Wheel of Time was 199 pages. That's crazy for
0: a single chapter. So anyway, um, Ready Player One for a college or high schooler that didn't like reading, or I liked reading. At the actually at the time I read this, I did not like reading. Anyway, it's a long book. Don't judge me. I hope you guys enjoyed our book review club podcast club. I would do a podcast
1: on books. Me too. Hyperion is a great book. This is one of the only Audibles I've listened to. It is a Hugo award-winning book. Uh,
0: sh- just a quick plug for He Who Fights with Monsters. It is a audible book series that has now become like paperback and everything else. But one of the best fantasy magic systems that I've ever encountered in a game, movie, or book. And one of my favorite stories, period. It deals with the whole, the hero who does the, like who hates doing the hero stuff. Interesting. And like he he's the kind of hero that like violence is a last resort, but once you once you once you open that box there is no going back. Yeah, there really is. So no you're either back. like you're either like very good friends with him or you are mortal enemies and I kinda love that about him. Anyway, it's a great book, great
1: series. So Josiah. What is your favorite scene in Rogue One? That's not the
0: question. I know. So I'm changing.
1: Favorite? No, I'm changing it up just a hair. No, favorite scene no. is the same as a moment because the moments no, not, are uh, scenes.
0: No, 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 no. Yes, yes. A moment is technically five minutes. I, I will, I will die on this hill. <laughs> the, the question: What is your favorite moment? Because moment can be an event. Moment can be a, a, a thing that happens. What's your favorite part of the movie? Stop it. We I want to keep these uniforms. <laughs> it's favorite I you were moment. Say uniforms, Steven, What is your favorite moment from this movie? Is it not obvious? The hallway scene. Oh yeah,
1: just seeing those rebel soldiers get yeeted into the ceiling, and then thrown into the floor and get tossed around like rag dolls. It's a very.
0: It's very Force Unleashed.
1: It's very satisfying.
0: It's very Force Unleashed. It
1: very much brings out the inner Sith in me.
0: You're a terrible person. <laughs>
1: and you, you want to know what I look like when I watch that scene? I look like Palpatine in uh, Episode Three when he's just like when they watching, uh, when he's watching Anakin and Dooku duel it out on the bridge, and he Palpatine's just like yeah. Yeah! Get him! And that's that's me when I watch that scene. And I'm cheering on Vader. I feel scared to be alone with you now. And then... <laughs> when, when that one guy is at the door and he's got his arm through it with the plans. And Vader's walking up behind him. I go, do it! And then the lightsaber appears through the door slices the dude in half.
0: I don't know where to go from here. I don't know where. I don't know what to do. Someone help me please. I'm scared. Mom, pick me up,
1: please. <laughs> Josiah thinks he's in danger. I am in danger. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's it's just, yeah. That scene is fan service
0: done very well. Was it the birth of the hallway scene? Hmm? Was it the birth of the hallway scene in Star Wars? Cuz it's now a trope. It is. You got Maul, Vader, Luke, Obi Wan. We have multiple hallway scenes. Maul, season seven of Clone Wars. Which
1: hall? I'm blanking on when, this.
0: When when Ahsoka frees him so he can be a distraction, and he mercs a bunch of clones without even having a lightsaber. Are you serious?
1: No, now and he uses the force to like pull the bulkheads mm-hmm. and uses them as a. He
0: he throws them into one guy Like oh it's so great I don't
1: know I don't know if I would say That this is the birth of the Hall Because you had Hall moments Throughout all of Clone Wars
0: Not like that Hmm. Because if you think about Like you make a list of hallway scenes It's Vader Luke Maul Obi-Wan
1: I would say definitely the the trope of the hero or villain appearing at the end of the hall and like standing there before they go into yeah, action.
0: I'm not talking about scenes that take place in a hallway.
1: Neither am I. But like <laughs> Just, the idea that there's like a bunch of combat in a hallway that's been always been a thing. But the Yeah, because a
0: hallways an exciting place to have combat because But the striking oh of Oh my goodness. Oh.
1: I'll I'll say I'll I'll give you that one. I hate you. The entrance. I hate you. I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what a callback. Oh, that was amazing. That was so, oh. That was a great callback. <laughs> that was really, really good.
1: The funny thing is, I don't know what it's a callback to. sweet
0: so- one of the one of the lines we talked about in Empire Strikes Back. I love you. I know.
1: Um yeah. Okay, <laughs> now
0: I'm disappointed that you didn't oh my gosh.
1: I thought this was a callback to something that had happened between us before.
0: No. Oh. I said I hate you, you said I know.
1: <sighs> Sorry I ruined it, just i No,
0: yeah, see now now you see how good it is. <laughs> I'm trying to sit up in my chair without moving my mic.
1: Well, that's what happens when you lean back and then scoot your mic forward, then lean back some more and scoot it forward. You trap yourself. Now, what is your favorite moment?
0: Um, The hallway scene's pretty good. Um, The beach battle is really great. We get to see sand troopers, which we don't get to see a lot.
1: Nope. It's interesting because these are not the same sand troopers that we see on Tatooine. They're very different.
0: Well, I mean, because back then it was just an orange pauldron. It's true. I mean, the beach battle is very, very is is up there almost solely because of Chirrut's moment. Um, The I'm one with the Force, and the Force is with me. Um, We've talked about Chirrut using battle meditation theoretically in that moment and so we have yeah um yeah I just love it I love his his great moment and his his buddy kind of taking on the Chirrut's friend yeah it, taking on the mantra after that um it's also we don't get to see a lot of like beach battles with um anyway yeah I love love Cheerit. love his moments in the series love the the sand battle we get to see the U-wings for the first time U-wings are an interesting ship. I like them. I do too. They're just interesting.
1: Yep. Because they're... When their wings are deployed, they are more appropriately a Y-wing. Than an actual Y-wing.
0: And a Y-wing is more probably a U-wing. But hey, here (laughs) we are. Oh yeah. Well, y Y-wing is really more like a tooting fork. I just want to see a robot chicken where it's like, look it's the Ewing and it's just Patrick Ewing with a basketball like hey
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness I'm surprised they haven't done that that's because they haven't
0: been (laughs) Robot Chicken's dead (laughs) has been for a while
1: I know Robot Chicken Star Wars is my favorite moment of Star Wars (laughs) just all of it I think my favorite skit in in robot chicken is when Palpatine tries to take the lift in the Death Star and there are a bunch of um what's the alien? Uh the squid aliens that are native to Moncala. Koren? Quarren Korin, yeah. And there's a bunch of Quarren and Palpatine's just like, no 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 I'll I'll take the next one. And they're like, it's okay, hey, you can come right on in and he's like no 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 he's like are you sure there's plenty of space and he's like slobbering water out of his mouth and then palpatine's just like no 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 i don't want my roses smell like dried fish and the car is just like that's rude and then the door closes that's your
0: that, uh, that's your favorite one there's an entire star wars special on, on robot chicken and that's your favorite skit
1: it's one of them, yeah.
0: Wow. Anyway,
1: uh, welcome back to our Robot Chicken Podcast. Yeah, it's Star Wars Robot Chicken Podcast.
0: So that's a, That's even more niche than ARC podcast. <laughs> kind of,
1: yeah. Well, but hey, Star Wars Robot Chicken's amazing. We should
0: change our subtitle to a Star Wars Podcast where they don't talk about Star Wars. <laughs> I should cut together all the moments where we're talking about something else <laughs> and do a
1: separate podcast. Just do an, ep- just do an episode. Just be like... The non-Star Wars, Star Wars, yeah, podcast. the supercut. Um,
0: anyway, um, Stephen, what about this movie? Would you change?
1: Honestly, nothing. I wish I knew what it what what the movie was before they went in and reshot a bunch of it. Because if you remember, there were a lot of trailers where Jyn ErsO is like, "I rebel." That's what rebels do, right? that didn't actually make it into the movie there are several scenes in the trailers of the beach battle that aren't actually in there of them fighting uh, walkers and certain shots in so I really wish I knew what all got reshot in that movie because that would give me because as the movie stands it is probably my second favorite Star Wars movie and I think it's really where Star Wars needs to go. It needs to go into the more gritty, the darker kind of feel and tone. I enjoy the kind of lighthearted adventure that is the original trilogy. Definitely Solo is very much the lighthearted adventure film. Yeah. But... You know, given, since the films so far have like exclusively focused on the Empire era and the Skywalkers and their fight against Palpatine and the Sith, I really do think the movies should go in that darker tone. So, I don't think I would actually change really anything about Rogue One. Make it longer, maybe. Not too much longer, an extra 15 minutes just to add in a few, a couple scenes here and there to help give some background to, uh, certain events. Uh, I do really appreciate the inclusion of a hammerhead. Yeah. I, when I saw that, I was so excited that they canonized an Old Republic capital ship. And it it gives me hope that they are going to, uh, do some faithful things with, uh, the old Republic
0: oh yo shout out to the crew of the ghost like shout yeah. out to the ghost appearing in this movie multiple times and chopper and chopper and general sandula getting a a vocal call out like yeah because they named her right yeah the yeah. general sandula to the something something probably launching Bay I don't know yeah no I I actually
1: didn't catch any of those uh, I saw the ghost the first time in
0: the um, on the base when they're leaving
1: but I also will say that I didn't watch Rebels all the way through until well after this movie was out
0: oh I didn't either so. I just knew the ghost I I had watched season 1 of Rebels and I really loved Zeb and so I was just I was enough of a fan like I had the on Disney Infinity he was like my favorite character and I had the ghost And so. my dad
1: is a surprisingly a big big fan of Chopper
0: why is that surprising? Chopper's pretty great
1: he is great. I just I don't know, I wouldn't have guessed my dad to enjoy the uh the quirky droid.
0: I can't relate to you on this cuz I don't know your father. That's fair. Yeah, I think I would definitely give Donnie an a lightsaber um and make him like a a rogue Jedi. Um or maybe not just a Jedi on the run. Um I with the way they've taken Kenobi, they just There, there could have been opportunity to have him be, yeah, uh, an actual Jedi, and it's a little bit sad, just because I think it would have been awesome to see Donnie Yen swing a lightsaber. I don't know. Um, I guess
1: I might change the lore of Jedi, just because they. I always got the sense that they wanted to make that moon, kind of the birthplace of the Jedi. Mm. Or at least the birthplace of the Jedi Order. Which if you if anyone knows anything about the extended universe, that would be the world Tython, not the moon Jedda. So I guess I would I would just change the lore of Jeddah to make it just a place of importance to the Jedi rather than implying that it's their birthplace or where their their holiest site.
0: Now granted you have to remember this would this would have been like in the peak of we are decanonizing the extended universe. That's true. Like when they used one of the names of one of the most beloved characters to aim a planet with a gun. Yeah, and then they proceeded to blow it up right away. To make room for Galen Merrick. Anyway, welcome back to our Force Unleashed podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, how did this movie impact or influence Star Wars as a whole? I think this movie proved that Star Wars can make good films. Oh, definitely. I was going to say it brought that darker tone. This movie felt more like Star Wars than the last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker combined. Oh, even Force Awakens and then the whole sequel trilogy. Force Awakens had that nostalgia piece because yes. the way they the way they brought back Han and Chewie specifically yeah. was was very was the Force hum- Pre Last Jedi, The Force Awakens was good, but Star Wars. I I would even venture to say that Rogue One is probably the only truly good film in Star Wars. Yeah, in terms of writing and story, I in, would in agree. terms of like in terms of cinema, Rogue yeah. One is by far the best, if not the only truly good one. Um, but yeah, it just it proved that we can have good, like truly good objectively good film in a franchise like Star Wars and I think it paved the way for um stuff like Visions where it's like Star Wars doesn't have to be the same that it's always been. Rogue One was a big departure from yeah, from the the norm and so I think like we wouldn't have Visions, we wouldn't have The Mandalorian without right. Rogue One. You know, Rogue, Rogue one really paved the way for the like the grounded, grittier Star Wars.
1: Yeah, and you know, you say, you know, a big departure, and that made me think like the opening shots of Rogue One is probably the the biggest and most like noticeable departure from the standard Star Wars formula is the no scrolling text mm-hmm. and like you just you cut straight to what's happening. There's still, still a little familiarity in that it's a ship in space and that we're following a ship in space, but it, it it's very brief. And then we cut to it going onto the planet and landing. Um, and then we see some of the coolest stormtroopers yet.
0: The Death Troopers? Death
1: Troopers and their rivals, the uh, Purge Troopers. And who takes, like, the top spot for cool. And they're actually capable of hitting a barn with their blasters. So, uh, I'm glad to see some competency in the Empire.
0: Shout out to Kenobi episode (laughs) (laughs) 5. I will forever reference that as the the proof that stormtroopers are trash shots. Yes. Um. No,
1: I, I agree. I think, uh. Rogue One. It it definitely is a massive departure, and in a really good way. I mean, they I would say they set up some other stuff. They set up stories leading to Saw Gerrera. Yeah. Uh, they set up Cassian Andor. Yeah. I mean, that's why we have the show now. It's
0: a prequel, but okay. They set up. Um, I think Chirrut's more deserving of a show, but okay. They set up stories for Chirrut. Uh, But, you know... I want a Visions episode about Chirrut.
1: That'd be great. This is one thing, though, is that while there's a lot of setups, I don't know if I want them.
0: That's fine. You're very
1: cynical when it comes to... Well, I just think Star Wars would benefit the most from entirely brand new stories. That are completely divorced from the current modern Empire era. Rebellion era. That's all.
0: Yeah. Steven, do you have anything else to add about Star Wars Rogue One or Rogue One Star Wars Story War? war-, war-, war?
1: It's number one in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect that to to get you that much.
0: <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh, that was pretty good. Um <laughs> Uh uh shout out to Rogue Squadron The GameCube video game series. Oh I thought you I thought you were referring
1: to uh thought you were incorrectly referring to the group.
0: No. Rogue Squadron is the what they named they made a squ- they named a squadron after Rogue Squadron. Rogue one. Yes. Rogue leader. Rogue two. Rogue five. Rogue 69. (laughs) That's a big squadron.
1: (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. It's like a battalion. What do they say? Standing by. Red five standing by. That's what they say. They call out their sign and then they say standing by. All wings. What does he say? What does Red Leader say? I'm Red Leader. Oh, no, he says Ten four, good buddy. He says mm,
0: do a barrel roll. No. <coughs> he says Oh come on. That was funnier <laughs> than you gave it credit for. <laughs>
1: Been trying not to give you the satisfaction today.
0: Fine, the Star Fox reference. You're old. <laughs> you like that stuff.
1: I actually did not play Star
0: Fox. Son of a. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, uh, it has been a pleasure as always. Thank you for indeed listening. indeed it has. We mm-hmm. good ref. Um, you can reach us with any questions, comments, or concerns at the email a2ta dot at gmail.com I'm sorry it's very long and I'm starting but to think that's perfect. why we haven't gotten any no, no, no. emails no it's perfect it's fine um I tried shorter iterations they were all taken
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I really tried to find a shorter email and it's, it's just, just like oh that one's taken well that one's also taken and I was like oh I bet no one's taken human-cyborg relations <laughs> well yeah because <laughs> no one
0: wants to type out a paragraph every time they sign into their email Anyway, uh, yeah, we will be back next week with Solo, A Star Wars Story, and then we'll jump into the prequels after that. Um, that's not set in stone. We may take a break from the movies and cover some, some fun stuff. Uh, we'll see. We still we have lightsaber forms kind of on the back burner right now, so we may, we do. We may do some topical episodes about the original trilogy, uh, maybe a couple character spotlights. I don't know. We'll see. But, um, yeah, it, this has been... Always to there are. Star Wars Discussion Podcast. We'll see you next time. Adios. No. All right. Adios. No, you.